Well, I want to share a little bit um, about heaven's help and the angelic and how they help us. So I get to share a really very personal story um, with you guys. And I just want to remind you that the spirit realm never sleeps. <laughs> it doesn't rest. Uh, when we tune out from God, the angelic doesn't tune out from us. It never stops working. When we stop praying and pursuing, uh, the heaven doesn't. Heaven doesn't stop moving. Um, it's just always active, always alive. And the best part is that it's always for us. It is always for us. It is always for uh, God's kids and God's people. And so um, I want to share a story with you. So when I was, we, you guys have heard so many stories of healing, but uh, when I had the nerve disorder, complex regional pain syndrome, um, they were treating me just basically with pain management um, to just try to help me live a little bit of a normal life. I know Dr. Steven knows all of this, uh, all of these things I'm going to share. But the first, first thing that they did, it, it was actually unsuccessful. It did not help at all. But the first thing that they did was a type of nerve block um, where it was, it was local. They tried to just put it into my foot um, so that my, like the pain in my foot would go away. And it ended up not going away because the, the disease was in my sympathetic nerve system, like the whole, the whole system, not just locally in my foot. Anyway, um, so the first procedure that they did was on my foot, and I had a really bad experience. The doctors were great. It wasn't their fault, but I, I basically, like, started to code. I, I, I remember I was awake for it, and I just remember all of a sudden everything going completely black. And I, had, I, I, I like don't remember anything from there. And then all of a sudden the brightest light that I have ever seen in my life came into the room. And I opened my eyes. When I opened my eyes, there was like the crash cart there. And there was 10 doctors in there. And they were all surrounding me. And I opened my eyes and I looked to the doctor and I'm saying, you're doing such a good job. You're doing such a great, and I just start encouraging the doctor, <laughs> and I have, like, that was such a God thing, and I, like, immediately came to, and I was fine, and then after, in the, um, like, the recovery room, I don't, I don't remember what they shared with Vince, but he was basically, like, that was scary. <laughs> they almost, I don't know if they almost lost me or what, but um, it was pretty unreal, but I know that that was heaven's help on my side. I had never experienced something, that light before. It's not an earthly light. It's not like an operating table light. It was a flash of light, and it was like gold and iridescent and brighter than your eyes can handle. And I thought it was so beautiful that it's just like God <laughs> to send me to speak prophetically into the doctor, doctor who was probably freaking out. Um, that something went wrong, and God just said, you're doing such a good job. You're doing such a good job in encouraging the doctor. Um, and so he saved my life. 
many times. But that's a, that's a very specific thing of where on earth something was happening and then heaven invaded earth and changed the whole scenario. Heaven comes and crashes in and it's like nothing mad, nothing makes sense. Like there's no, you can't predict it. You can't write that story. You can't um, make it up. And there's been times where I have seen angels um, in my home, and they come and they deliver a message. And um, there has been times where I saw, or one time where I saw an angel in the delivery room when I had Violet. And I know that they are always here. And I want you to think back on times where you can think, wow, there was probably angelic help in that moment. And it doesn't always have to be this crazy supernatural like healing or near-death experience, but there are times when you thought you wouldn't make it through a season. You couldn't imagine yourself laughing freely again or smiling or sleeping well at night or having peace. You couldn't imagine yourself not having nightmares. You couldn't imagine uh, getting through maybe a breakup or <laughs> something. And, and those things seem so silly. But there are times when just like the, the littlest thing where you're like, I, you feel so stuck and it feels so dark. And then something changes and look at where you are today. You are all here. You're able to lift your hands in worship. You're able to smile. You're able to laugh. You're here. You're not where you used to be. You got through the scenario that you thought you couldn't make it through. Or in the time, in the moment, you were like, I have no idea how this is going to turn out. I have no idea what's going to come of this. But something came of it. And that is heaven's help on your life. It's not just like time like, time does not heal all wounds because there are people that are 100 years old that are still angry people. <laughs> they do not have the peace of God, and they have lived through time. It's so important that we recognize what God does in our lives and how heaven comes to help, how heaven is at our aid. Um, and I just want to encourage you guys. I know when Rodney Hogue was here, he, he talked about how he started asking God for angels. Well, it's so real. They're here, and they're always here, but it's really good. Now, we don't, we don't worship angels. We know that they're below Jesus, right? They are under Jesus' feet. Um, they don't have as much power as Jesus, but it's like the commander in the army. We don't the soldiers do what the commander says. And then we're very thankful for the soldiers because they fight for our freedom. And that's, that's what's going on here. And so there was another time I was listening to a podcast in 2020, and I have mentioned my 2020 <laughs> low, 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 low. I'm just thankful I'm not there anymore. 2020 was not good. And it was, I felt, I just felt really bound. I felt like I could not like fake it. Like I, I couldn't produce anything. I couldn't just like do the normal, I'm going to worship and pray through this. I knew that I needed some type of spiritual intervention. I knew that something had to break off of me um, for me to like come full circle. 
And so I was listening to a podcast, and James Gull, I don't know if you've heard of him, um, but he's um, like a prophetic guy, does a lot with intercession. Um, but he was talking about how an angel came in the middle of the night and laid hands on his wife's head and delivered her of the spirit of fear. And I was like, I need that. <laughs> That's what has to happen to me because I've been doing all of the things that I know to do and none of it's working. Like I'm, I'm doing the prayer. I'm having people pray for me. I'm worshiping. I'm, it's not working. And so I was like, I need that. And so I prayed for that specific encounter. I prayed that God would send an angel to me to lay hands on me to deliver me. And I prayed for two years. Quite often, actually, I just kept praying, God, I need angelic help. Like, I need, like, will you send an angel? Will you break this off of me? And um, I prayed for two years. And then in 2022, we were already pastoring here. And Vince and I were worshiping one night in our home. And for you couples, I encourage you to do that together. Worship together. That's my little plug. Um, but we were worshiping together. And an angel comes and he stands, he stands in front of me, and before he touched me, I saw a picture of someone that I needed to forgive. And I'm like, duh. <laughs> One, I thought I forgave that person. Um, and, you know, I was also like, can't you just do it for me? Can't you just deliver me? You're already here. Um, but I immediately knew, oh, okay, let me, for, you know. So I, I went through the weeping and the, the travailing ugly cry and the snot everywhere, and I forgave this person. And, the, and I ended with blessing that person and praying everything that I would want for my own life over that person, all of the goodness of God over that person. And when I finished praying, the angel touched my head, and I felt everything, like, everything leave from that season to where I felt like for, for two years I could not regulate my emotions. It was like up and down and, and fear had a significant hold on me. Anxiety was not a fun friend in our home. And an angel came after praying for two years and set me free. Now, the way that I know that I'm free one, I feel a lot different. Our home is great. Vince likes me a lot more. Um, <laughs> it's true. Um, you know, there are like outward symptoms that you're like, oh, I'm free. I am healed. Thank you, Jesus. But what comes with freedom is power. And when fear, it doesn't mean that I never get fear thoughts. It doesn't mean that anxiety never tries to like come and put its grip on me. But what I've recognized is that I have power over it. I am not subject to it anymore. And it doesn't subdue me the way that it used to. It's like, oh, I feel this. And I'm feeling fear. And I have tools. God usually will put a song in my heart. And I'll just start singing that. Um, he's giving me he'll, uh, thankfulness is what I'm getting to. Uh, that is like the best weapon that I have had over anxiety and fear. 
um, but he's given me tools and I have power. And so when, when those things come, I love this. The Bible says that um, when the enemy comes in like a flood, he will raise up a standard against him. So often like we are the standard, God does it in us. I am the standard because he freed me. So there's, like a, there's a precedence now that I am that story that has been freed from that spirit. And so when it comes in like a flood, I have my story of, no, God did this for me. You can't put your grip on me. And it's so amazing. And so I want to remind you guys of the angelic help that is in your life. Invite it. Don't worship it, but invite it. God, I want all that you have for me. I invite your angels into my home into my room. Pray that prayer. If you are struggling with what I just said about fear and anxiety, pray that prayer that an angel would come to your home and deliver you. God, would you send angelic help to do the effort, the in-between of what we can't do on our own human effort. But God, would you send angelic help to meet us in our human error, and would you meet us and break through and do what only you can do? It's one of my favorite prayers I, I say when I don't know what to pray for something. I say, Jesus, would you come and do what only you can do? There's something that he has to do for us. No matter how good we are, no matter how great we are at fasting, if we lose 50 pounds because we're fasting for something, it's like there are some things that God has to do. And so I want you guys to welcome that in your lives. I want you to begin to, to remind yourself and to invite heaven's help all the time. And believe that it's there. Believe that it's working on your behalf. I oftentimes go through my life and through, my, through kind of my story, my long, long life that I've lived, um, and I go through my story and I just think of like, wow, that was so God, and I didn't know it was God at the time. Like, I had no idea what God was doing in that scenario. I remember when I was um, a freshman in high school is when, like, this really radical change in me started happening. I started hearing prophetically. I would get words of knowledge for people that needed to be healed, um, and I was just on fire for God. I was like, I will lay down my life for Jesus. I, I just, I have to have more of the Holy Spirit in my life. And so I was just going for it. Like every prayer meeting, every co church conference that was around, like anywhere where I could be in the presence of God, I was doing it. And uh, one of my, I guess at the time, kind of my mentors, um, she was on her way to go live in Mozambique to work for Heidi Baker. And I was super sad that she was leaving because she was like my, like we would go and do all of that fun Jesus stuff together. And right before she left, she was, she said, Sophia, if you want to continue to experience and move forward with God and not just like plateau, but if you want the more of God, if you want to keep moving forward, you have to stop being friends with, and she named a couple people. And they were like, we were like inseparable. You know how teenagers are. It's like the ride or die. Like I can't, like they, we do everything with each other and we were just like lived at each other's houses and um, we were so close and I was like, oh, 
like, like, no, like, I can't do that. And also the awkward reality of oh, how do you just stop being friends with someone, you know? Like, and I was so um, just, I was in a pickle. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to get out. I, I just, I believed her and I wanted God, but I didn't know how to cut ties. And I, I also, 14, 15 years old, you, you know, that's a mature thing to do. And so I just remember praying, God, if this is something you want me to do, will you have them leave the school? I'm not joking, you guys. They both left the school that same year and went to different schools. I'm not saying that that's like normal or good. Like, and they weren't bad. I just want to say this. They weren't bad people. Like they really weren't. They were not bad people. They were not influencing me. Like we all were in youth group together. We all loved God together. Um, so there was no, there was no reason why I knew either. It wasn't obvious of like, you know, this person is really tearing you down. There was no obvious thing that I could see. Um, but those two left the school, and then I had no friends. <laughs> I was like, well, here goes the only two people that will laugh at me. Um, and so that whole next year, though, is like the year that I was with God by myself, like in the best way, meaning all of my encounters didn't come from church. They didn't come from conferences. They didn't come from people praying for me. They came from me in my room. It was the first year, uh, the first time that I had ever seen the angelic, my sophomore year of high school. Um, no, I'm sorry, my freshman year of high school, and I was living with a random family from our church, and I saw the angelic. And there is something about trusting what God says when you don't have the eyes to see, when there's, when there's nothing like, I want to, Vince kind of talked about this last week. If you need to separate relationships, hopefully it's <laughs> no one in here, <laughs> but, but um, it's not just relationships, but it's patterns. It's things that we can't tell right now that this is actually detrimental to where I'm going with God. You can't see. Sometimes it's not so obvious. And because if it were so obvious, we would just do it, right? It's like, oh, this person, every time I'm around them, I'm just sinning heavily, so I'm going to stop. That's easy. That's easy. But there is something about listening to the guiding and the leading of the Holy Spirit when it's really uncomfortable, and it doesn't quite make sense. But your heart is saying, God, I want more of you. I want you to use me. I, want, I have all of these dreams that I want to live with you and that you've put in me. And so you're praying these things, and then he kind of nudges you. Um, listen to that. Because then the rest of the story um, is then I, I kind of see the two paths, the path that God took me on and, like, the other path. And there is just something so important about obedience. When we pray the prayers, it's really fun. And like you have the momentum when you're here with everyone that worships God and that, you know, we're praying and we're like doing all the good songs where it's like, I don't care what it looks like. 
I'm just in love, come like fire. And it's like really good. It's like good to feel and sing that way. And when you're singing it, you're pumped and you're like, yeah. And then when he asks you to do something, do you still have that same passion and fire to actually go through with the obedience? Because that is what will separate the people who become wild and free and get to do all the fun God stuff. And then the people who kind of just stay in church and will always have that cry in their hearts. The people who come and they're always, will always just say, yeah, I want to do this stuff. I want to feel God's presence. I want to encounter him. I want to know him. Um, I want to be used by him. But it's the people who will obey in even the tiniest things that will get to go there and get to have those encounters and get to be used by God in those ways. Um, that's not what I'm speaking about. So you're welcome. Um, <laughs> it's hard to keep me on one track. While I'm pulling to my scripture verse, I this week got on a cleaning frenzy in my house and I think internally it just killed Vince because he's like, what are you doing? I had like 12 different projects going on in the house and none of them were completed. So it was just like every room was like torn apart. And I like went through my socks for some reason. Just was like, I need to get out every single pair of socks that I own and go through them and organize these socks. Uh, so that's, that's kind of where I feel like you guys are right now. You're just going to get a little taste of everything. Um, all right. Let's go into what Don, what Don did. So we're going to talk about thankfulness. This is really interesting to me. Um, I am, am, I don't typically like, I don't like math because I don't like that there's only one answer. It's like, why can't there be other answers? Don't tell me what I have to do. I don't like being told what to do. And I don't like telling me that there's no other way. I'm like, I'm going to find another way. <laughs> My way is probably the wrong answer, but I'm going to find another way. Um, so, so I'm not, I, I am not like A plus B equals C. I don't, I don't think that way and I don't operate. I'm always like, you know, how can we make this fun? <laughs> How can we explore different options? I, I like to, to do, you know, be more spontaneous and adventurous. But I read this Bible verse today, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so clear of a, if you do this, then this will happen. Um, not all of the Bible is like that, actually. A lot of the Bible is, is very... You know, as you guys know, you guys read the Bible, but there are, there are a few. It's like the, the honor your mother and father, and he, God will extend your life. There's a verse you can tell your kids all the time. Um, <laughs> honor your mother and father, God will extend your life. But there's, there's, like prom, there's some promises. There's the, the testing God about your, um, in Malachi. Um, when he, when you can test God with your tithe and your giving and what he will do for you. But then there's, there's this, and I thought this was so interesting. So this is, uh, Philippians three. And this is verse, we, we have, all of you, I'm sure have read this verse so many times. This is verse six. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Okay, now here's, here's the math part. 
Thank him for all he has done. Verse 7, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we could understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Okay, this is one of my favorite verses, and I, I, I try to be disciplined in this. Uh, verse 8, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all that you have learned and received from me, but everything that you heard and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. But there's like a reactionary thing that happens of when you thank God for all he has done and you meditate on his goodness, then you will have peace. I had this, uh, God speaks to me the majority of the like, way through dreams and a lot of time through songs like he'll give like I will wake up to a song where it feels like it's almost audibly playing because it'll wake me up out of my sleep and I'll hear this song but there's no music playing and I'll hear this song and then I'll start singing it and then God will speak to me so um I had this dream where I was talking to Mama Vera on the phone and I was saying wow, I have all this anxiety coming at me. Like, it just feels like there's a ton of anxiety. And she says, come on, you know what to do. And then I started singing a song. And the song is, here's my plug, by Brooke Liegertwood. And, it said, and the song is called Bless God. And it's um, saying, every chance I get, I'll bless your name. I'll bless you in the morning. I'll bless you in the evening. I'll bless, and it's, and so, in my dream, I started singing that song, and in my dream, I saw the spirit of anxiety go. So there is something with thanking God, blessing his name. There's a reaction, like there's, there's a chain of events that happen. Something comes, you engage with God, and then something leaves, right? And so in this scripture verse, I love that it says, thank him for all he has done then you will experience God's peace. We, we quote that scripture a lot. It's like, God will give you peace that surpasses all your understanding. And we, it, just like me, where I was like, can't the angel just come and do the work for me? Um, they do more than what we can do, but there is a partnership that takes place, that has to take place. For me, it was forgiving someone for that specific thing that had me bound. Um, but the partnership for peace is thankfulness. Thanking God for all he has done. And I'm, I will tell you guys through experience, there are times when I, like, I could feel the wave of anxiety coming or I have, like, these fear thoughts go through my head. And I will start thanking God for the most random things just so I can get as much thanks off of my tongue as I can. God, thank you that I can afford socks to put on my feet. Thank you that we have a house. Thank you that we have food. Thank you that we have Target pickups so I don't have to go in a store with five kids. Thank you for, my, you know, and I just start, really though, I just start thanking God for everything I could possibly think of. God, thank you that you are with me 
since I was a child. Thank you for the time that you uh, came to me in the hospital operating room. God, thank you for my five kids. Thank you for healings. Thank you. And just everything you can think of, say it out loud. It will shift the atmosphere for you because it says it right here. The truth will set you free. You start thanking him for what he has already done in your life. Then you will have peace that surpasses all understanding. It's so amazing to partner with God because it's actually so effortless when you think about it. He's asking us to thank him (laughs) or he's asking us to obey. It's effortless in the sense of, wow, what you have done for me. And as something that comes with the peace is, is it, it's like a, it's a transformed mind. When you begin to think on all of the things that are true and lovely and noble and worthy of praise, and when you begin to think of those things, it really does change your perspective. It's like your, your symptoms aren't as bad as what they feel like when you're sitting in them. But when you step outside of those symptoms and you start thanking God and you start thinking on all of the good things, you realize they're so small compared to who Jesus is. I, um, for the past like three months, I will get this song stuck in my head almost daily and it makes me laugh because It just reminds me of kids' church. But that song that says, What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. You know the movements. Um, But I'm like, oh God, there's a theme of what you're doing. What a mighty God we serve. And to partner with that when... Everyone else is freaking out about what's going on in the world, not to belittle what's going on in the world, because it's major. (laughs) But to remind us that heaven is active and moving, and God is not worried or scared. He's mighty. I'm going off topic again. That's okay. Here's my my 12 projects going on for you guys. Um, But but really, he's so so big, guys. I want to encourage you. to just read the stories in the Bible of when God did crazy miracles and used prophets and did all of the fun stuff that we want to do, it was when the world was not nice. There was not peace <laughs> in the times where he raised up the people to do the powerful things that we dream of. And so take this opportunity to say, hey, this kind of looks like scripture. This looks like there's wars and rumors of wars and evil kings and evil rulers and, and sin and all of the things that Jesus doesn't like, but I know what he does during this time. He raises up mighty people and uses them powerfully. And to partner with that perspective rather than the scary perspective. The perspective of God always wins. And the way that God wins is, is not by like settling it to where the whole world is in unity. Because we know the end story. We know what's going to happen in the, in the end. But 
But it wasn't where Jesus came and overtook the Roman Empire. It was where Jesus came and gave people peace and healed people in the midst of the crazy. And so just remember, like, that's the mighty God. The mighty God that does what only he can do to give people peace in chaos. To give people hope in really dark times. That's, that's what he does. And so um, I want to pray over you guys. And I want to pray that you would start experiencing the, or recognizing the angelic help in your life. There are times that Vince and I worship together in our home and, you know, we're getting hit with weird stuff. There's funky stuff that tries to come at us or come in our home. And many times we see the angelic carrying things out of our house. The Bible says uh, in Psalms, it's one of my favorite things to quote. It says the... Um, the Lord of heaven's army is on your side. He's got a whole army. And every single one of you has been assigned angels that, that are with you. I tell Violet that story all the time. It's pretty cool. Our little eight-year-old starts telling it about the angel that was in the room when she, the doctor said that she wasn't going to live and an angel was in the room and saved her life. So she's like, I have an angel. <laughs> she says, she's like, she's like, she'll tell her sisters, did you know that I have an angel that saved my life? <laughs> and, um, and so whenever she's scared in her room or worried about something, I said, hey, remember you have an angel? Remember that God sends angels to help you? Remember that they're all around you and that they protect you and they keep you? Now, the best part about being an eight-year-old is that you believe it. The worst part about being an adult is that you can rationalize and make sense and, and say it's not real or give reasons why they're not helping. But they're always around and they're always on your side. So I want to pray for you guys. And I'm excited. I, I also want to... One of the things that I do when I'm up here every time is give out homework assignments. <laughs> um, so I want to give you guys a homework assignment, and I'm going to do it as well. This is us stepping out. Find one person this week to pray for in person that is not in this room. Don't pray for someone that is really excited about getting prayer. <laughs> We're all praying for Jowen and Alex. And we're all going to pray for Bethany because this is her due date week. But I want you to say, okay, God, all of you, I have talked to almost everyone in this room and, uh, about this to where all of you could say, yeah, I want to be used by God. I want to see miracles and signs and wonders. I want to prophesy over people. I want to do all that. And you're so good at doing it in here, and I'm not belittling that. It's really, really good. I want you to take a step and do it to someone that you don't feel comfortable with doing it. So if that's if you're walking on a street and you see someone with crutches, hey, you know what? I really believe that God can heal people. Can I 
try it. Can I pray for you? Really easy. You don't have to say, like, I have healing powers. And it's like, just be like, hey, I, I believe that God can heal people. And I, I read about it in my Bible. So would you mind if we try that out? Can I pray for you and see if God heals you? Really easy. And then you'll probably never see that person again. And if it is a person that you see again all the time, oh, well, we don't need to defend God if it doesn't happen. But if it does happen, how amazing. That person's life has changed. If, it does, if something does happen, if God does meet them, if they feel loved while you pray for them in a way that they've never felt before, their life has changed. So that's my homework assignment for you guys, and I'm going to do the same. I'm gonna, I don't leave my house very much. but I, <laughs> I mean, I do, but I'm usually just driving children around. But I'm going to find someone outside of my home and outside of my church, and I'm going to pray for them. And we're going to come back. And you guys are all going to have a testimony of either I stepped out in faith and I was uncomfortable, but I did it. But I think more than one of you is going to have a testimony where God came and you had angelic help meet you and do something for someone. So I know that all of you guys in here like to get good grades. So do your homework. (laughs) Okay. Um, All right, let's pray. I want you guys to stand up. Okay, while I'm praying for you guys, um, I want you to do, again, what Dawn had us do today. We're going to think of everything we can in the next two minutes to get out of our mouths, out loud, of things we're thankful for, for God. It's really easy to get stuck in the perspective of, we're going to talk about childhood trauma or the way we were raised or how our parents were or maybe how a friend was to us or a professor or something. It's so easy to get stuck in the, oh, I can't believe this happened to me, and the victim and the, the thinking of how bad things were and how you want God to like heal those bad parts of you. I encourage you to be brave enough to step out of the boat of that pain and say, God, thank you that I'm here today. Thank you that your Holy Spirit reached out to me and brought me into you, that introduced me to Jesus, that I'm here and I know Jesus and I'm alive and I'm not in the same place that I used to be. I'm not... Um, I'm different. There are things in my life that has changed. And so I just encourage you guys right now, out loud, we're all going to do it. No one's listening to your things because we're all doing it. We're going to say out loud everything we're thankful for God. And if you don't have things that you feel are significant, God, thank you that I have a warm church to go to on Sundays. Kind of warm. It's pretty cold. But God, thank you that I have a church to go to. Thank you that we get free donuts. God, thank you that I live in the era that I live in. Thank you, Jesus. Just, just go for it. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we're so thankful, God. Thank you, Jesus.
thank you, God, that heaven's armies fight for us. We thank you, Jesus, that you send angelic help on our behalf to do what we can't accomplish. We thank you, Jesus, for the seasons of change that are coming in some of these lives. God, we thank you for new minds, God. We thank you, God, for new pathways of thinking, Jesus. We thank you for breaking victimhood off of us, God. And we thank you that you have declared us victors and priests. God, we thank you that we are seated in heavenly places. God, we thank you that we have been adopted and we no longer are part of our generational line. But God, we're a part of your line, Jesus, that says that we are more than conquerors through Christ. Jesus, the line, Jesus that you declare over us that we have the power to heal and set the captives free. Jesus, that in you we can actually see the dead raised. Jesus, we can see friends' lives be resurrected into joy and into peace. And so, Jesus, I just ask that in every home that is represented here today, that they would begin to recognize and experience the angelic encounters and engagement in their life. We thank you, Jesus. I thank you, God, that some people here are alive only because of your angelic help. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. And so, God, I just ask that this week that your people would experience a new anointing that they didn't know was possible when they lay hands on people. God, that next week we would hear of the stories of the healings, of the hope that was released, of the joy that was released. God, we thank you for your partnership that, that promises peace. Thank you so much, Jesus. Thank you, God. Amen. All right. Love you guys.